you have your Bibles this morning, if you'll find your place in 2 Peter chapter 3, we continue to think about the great truth of how great is our God. And during these days, we're considering what are sometimes called the attributes of God, the various characteristics of our great God and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who has revealed to us all that there is to know about our great God. Now, in 2 Peter chapter 3, I'm going to ask you in just a moment to stand. Here today, we begin to think about the patience of our great God. The patience of our great God. We've already talked about the great compassion of our God. We've already talked about the great grace of our God. But today, we come to a topic many of you perhaps have never really considered or heard anybody talk with any detail about the patience of God. But oh, my friends, it's such an important, important truth for all of us as we seek to live in these days in which we live. So I'd like for you to stand now and honor the reading of God's word. And we're going to read 2 Peter. Let's all stand together, please. All of us stand together. 2 Peter chapter 3. We're going to focus primarily on verses 8, 9, and 10. But I'm going to go back, if you have your copy of God's word, and follow along with me. Beginning in verse number 3, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse number 3. Know this first of all, Peter says, that in the last days mockers will come with their mocking, following after their own lusts, and saying, where is the promise of His coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all continues just as it was from the beginning of creation. For when they maintain this, it escapes their notice that by the word of God, the heavens existed long ago and the earth was formed out of water and by water through which the world at that time was destroyed, being flooded with water. But by his word, that is by God's word, by his promise, the present heavens and earth are being reserved for fire, kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. But do not let this one fact escape your notice, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like one day. The Lord is not slow about His promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, in which the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the elements will be destroyed with intense heat." And the earth and its works will be burned up. Heavenly Father, we stand before you now, recognizing how great your patience has been with every last one of us. You are the God of great patience. You are the God of patient goodness. You are the God of patient compassion. You are the God of patient grace. You are the God of patient mercy. You are the God of patient love. We adore and praise you in your holiness. You have demonstrated holy patience toward us all. 
How we pray that today you might, for just a little while here, take our minds away from all the distractions that surround us every day. We pray for those, Lord, that I am mindful of today who are watching us, who cannot be with us because of sickness. They're unable to come, but they're with us today electronically. Those in the hospitals, bless them all especially. As I think about them all, many of them, I pray for them today as they're not able to be with us personally, presently here. We ask that you would bless them in a very special way. And may the Word of God bless us today and may you raise our eyes and our minds to consider your great patience with this world and with saved and lost sinners alike. And may Jesus be glorified through what we hear today. And may the Holy Spirit be our teacher. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. So today the focus of what I'll be speaking about, as I've already said, is that God is great in patience. God is great in patience. Now, already in this passage, you've read it with me. Some of you are very familiar with it. Others of you, you've been hearing it for the first time. The primary verse around which all these things uh, summarize is verse 9. The Lord is not slow about His promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. I wonder today, how. when was the last time you even considered the patience of God? Has there ever been a time when as you bowed your head to pray, you recognized why I'm only here and all that's happened to me and all the blessing that God has given in my life comes because God has been patient with me. I'm saved today because God's been patient with me. I'm able to get up today and come to this place to worship because God has been patient with me. When was the last time you considered the great patience of God? Are you wondering today, some of you have been praying for a long time. You've asked God a long time ago for a prayer request. You've asked Him to do something in your life or in your family, some circumstance, and He hasn't responded yet. I'm going to ask you this question. Have you given up on God? Do you think that God somehow has forgotten about what you've asked him, or perhaps he hasn't heard. Uh, do you understand today and recognize why God is making you wait for him to answer your prayer or to provide for you what you're asking him for? You see, we learn to wait because God is patient and God himself waits on sinners to repent and be saved. So this truth of the patience of God becomes very important for all of us in this building today. Perhaps you're here and, and it's crossed your mind. With all of the goings on around us today, we've always had trouble. We've always had despair, but it's highlighted today. Uh, we're, we're facing all of these emergencies and troubles and we see the lack of patience and the anger and the bitterness of many toward one another in families, in churches, and in government, and in work, wherever you go. People seem at an all-time high in their emotions and their impatience. And you wonder, where's God today? Isn't He going to do anything in all of these troublesome times? Well, we're reminded today that God is a God of patience. I read it to you again from verse 9. The Lord is not slow, my dear brethren. If you're, if you're here in this building or you're listening to me, 
Listen, the Lord is not slow about His promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing, not desiring for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. So we have in these verses God's promises, God's patience, and God's soon judgment. And you can't leave any of them out. So what Peter seeks to tie together is the promises of God to the patience of God to the soon coming judgment of God. And all of us need to understand that. For as Peter says here, but the day of the Lord will come. So how is it that God would be so patient today? Well, there are several observations that I would make from these verses today. I'm primarily going to spend my time on 2, 3, 4, and 5. But I want to give them to you. Here they are. They're coming out of 2 Peter chapter 3. Now, first of all, God's promises are spoken by a patient God. When God makes promises, He makes them as a God of patience. So all through the Word of God, my dear friends, all through the Word of God, you have this thing. Where is the promise of His coming? Verse 4. That's what the slanderer, that's what the wicked man or woman who does not believe in God, that's what the atheist, that's what the unbeliever says, who's living in the world today, you preachers, you churches, all of you Christians, you give out your Bibles, you Gideons, and it says in there, Jesus said, I will come again. Where is he? Where's the coming of God? Where's the judgment of God? You say a judgment's coming, but things just seem to move along as they always have. Where is, verse 4, where is the promise of His coming? If your God is so powerful and good, has He forgotten? Has he, has he gotten distracted and caught up in other things, being your God? Where is the promise that he says he's going to come and judge. That's what the scoffer says in this generation. Like every other generation. Where is the promise of God that he will judge and come and deal with sinners? Well, we find here that God gives his promises, but he is patient in delivering them. You know why? Because God is doing his work in the world. He's doing his work in your life. Now, for well over 2,000 years, we've been preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus. That whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord can be saved. We've preached the gospel. I stood, I stood this week again at a graveside, reminding all the people standing around. Many of them, many of them don't go to church anyway. They're workers from an area. They were standing all around. Uh, they came and they heard perhaps for the first time, the Lord Jesus said, if you believe in me, even if you die, you will live. The promises of God stand. They have stood on the very fact and history of the Lord Jesus dying. God's promises are spoken by a patient God. He speaks these promises to us. There are things in the Old Testament that we've studied together. Some of the prophecies of the coming of the Lord Jesus have already been fulfilled. But there are others, a great number of those prophecies that are yet to be fulfilled. The promises of God are given by a patient God. Secondly, God's patience is not slowness to act. God's patience is not slowness to act, my dear friend. What does Peter say here? Verse 9, the Lord is not slow about His promise. I was, not long ago, I was with my grandson, the 20-year-old grandson, Isaac. 
There he is. We, he wanted me to go with him to see his deer stand. So we go to see his deer stand. There's some really tall hills. And so I agreed to go. So he runs up the hill and I slowly crawl up the hill. And I got there and he said, what took you so long? What took me so long? I'm old and you're young. That's the difference. Slowness is not slowness to act. You see, some have said God isn't doing anything. God seems like He's not able to do what He should do. Well, we read earlier in times gone by, Exodus chapter 34. When God describes Himself, Exodus 34, 6, He says of Himself, The Lord, the Lord God. Listen, compassionate, gracious, and here's the word, slow to anger. You see, God is a God of patience, which means God is a God who is slow to anger. Slow to anger. Slowness does not mean an inability to act. You see, slowness is not inability. It's not unconcern. God's slowness is not forgetfulness. God's slowness is not a lack of power. Here's what it is. God's slowness is patient graciousness. That's what it is. God's slowness to act is gracious patience. It is deliberate patience. That's what the Word of God says over and over. I'll give you a few examples. Nahum 2.8. The Lord is slow to anger, listen, and great in power. That's the, that's the combination. That's the combination. Oh, He is slow to anger, but great in power. These things go together. We must recognize today God's patience. It is not patience of slowness to act. We read in 1 Peter 3.20, The patience of God kept waiting, listen, in the days of Noah, during the construction of the ark. What did Noah keep saying? He kept preaching to those people of his day. There's going to come a judgment. There's going to come a judgment. While he built that boat, while he built the ark, the patience of God waited. The patience of God waits this day. What is it that God's doing in this world? We talk about God being at work, but we also must remember God is waiting. He is patiently waiting. The glory of God is seen in the ability, are you listening to me, that God can control Himself. The glory of God is His self-control. He is a patient God. He is a God, in fact, we understand this, that the maker of time acts when it's time. What God does, He does when it's time. So God, His promises are given as a patient God. God's patience is not slowness to act. And God's patience is tolerance for sinful people. What does He say here? Verse 9, the Lord is not slow about His promise, as some count slowness. Listen, but He is patient towards you. You know, when I looked in the mirror this morning, I said again to myself, God has been very patient with you, Mike. God has been very patient with you. Now I look to all of you, my friends, and I say to every one of you, and I hope I don't offend your ego, but I really don't care. God has been patient with you. God has been... Maybe we should read it the way Paul said. He says this about the children of Israel in Acts 13, 18. We'll use Paul's words. 
to describe the patience of God for us all. He's describing how God dealt with the children of Israel, Acts 13, 18, for a period of 40 years. 40 years is a good long time. Some of you aren't even 40 years old yet. He, for, for a period of 40 years, he put up with the children of Israel in the wilderness. Can I say it this way? God's been putting up with you for a long time, hasn't he? In whatever shape you're in. You just go back and run your mind back to the places you've been, the way you've lived, the things you've done. And here you are. Here you are again today. And God has been patient with you and allowed you to stay alive so that he might do his work in your life. You see, God is a God who is patient with us. In fact, we read these words, he is patient toward us. This Greek word for patience has the idea, I'm going to use a word now that's going to shock you, of mildness. You see, God is a God of mildness. You don't often think about that, do you? Some would say, oh, that's demeaning the glory of God. Oh, it shows and demonstrates the greatness of the glory of God because God is a God of mildness. He is a God of patience, long, slow to anger. You see, Peter says, the Lord is not slow about His promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you. He's been patient towards you today. Isaiah 30, 18 says, God waits to be gracious. While you think you're waiting on God, now this might shock you, God might be waiting on you. The Lord said for you to do something, but you haven't obeyed yet. You're unwilling to do what God's called you to do. And God is waiting to be gracious to you. You're wondering what it is. Why is it like it is? What are the circumstances of my life? I read these words to you from Revelation 2.21. Here's what the Lord Jesus said to one of the churches. And someone in that church who was living in wickedness. Listen. Listen to these words of patience. Revelation 2.21. I gave her time to repent. And she does not want to repent. God is giving us time to get things right because He is a God of great patience. You see, God's promises are spoken by a patient God. God's patience is not slowness to act. God patiently tolerates sinful men. But let me get on with the verse. God, this shows the glory of God. This demonstrates the absolute glory of God. It's unexplainable. We don't understand why God would do this, but this is what He does. God patiently desires all to be saved. He says, The Lord is not slow about His promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward us. Look at this. Not wishing for any to perish but for all to come to repentance. When you look at that wicked man or woman that you've seen on TV doing horrible things, God is not wishing that any should perish, including that one. When you look at the, when you, when you see those that are being hauled off to jail and locked up because of what they've done, many things that are terrible things, God not wishing that any should perish. Waits for them all to repent. When he sees self-righteous people who sit in churches and judge other people and live in critical, bitter spirits with other people, choosing to be that way, God is not wishing that any. He is not wishing, as I read here, for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. You know what the Lord said? There's only two ways. 
John 3.16, the most famous verse to most of you in this room. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Whosoever believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. Perishing or living forever. Eternally perishing or eternally living. You see, this is the glory of God. And I don't want it to miss our point. This word to wish, wishing in verse 9. The Greek word means a great desire, a willing affection. I want you to know today God is patient with what's going on in the world so that this generation of people might have the opportunity again to be saved and come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. The problem with the church and for many of us, we're much less patient with the wicked than God is. Perhaps some of us are like Jonah. You know Jonah. He's my favorite whiny cry preacher. You know Jonah. He could never be happy with God. Whiny cry Jonah. Jonah, go preach to Nineveh. I'm not going over there. Got on the boat. Got in a big mess. Got in the fish. The fish, after he repented in the belly of the fish, gets out, runs. He does go and preaches to Nineveh. They all repent, the king included. Now stay with me. And as soon as they repent, you know what Jonah says? I'm going to read it to you. Jonah 4, 2. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness and one who relents concerning calamity. I knew you were a God who would forgive. I knew you were a God of patience, but I'm not. And I don't like those Nineveh people anyway. And doggone it, you did it anyway. You see, that's why God's much more patient with the wicked than we are in the church. God's much more patient with those in your family who don't live for God. And you think they ought to, no matter how many times you preach to them and get on to them. Psalm 145, 8. The Lord is full of compassion. Listen, full of compassion and slow to anger. Nineveh 9, 7, excuse me, Nehemiah 9, 17. You are a God of forgiveness, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger. We run out of patience for the wicked but God never runs out of patience for the wicked to repent and be saved. That's why we keep praying for our friends who are lost to be saved. Because there is a God who patiently waits. Why God waiting? Are you shocked by that? Does that offend you about your view of God? Well, you must read the Word of God. You must hear what the Word of God says. The Lord is not slow about His promise. As some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing to, for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. Finally, God's promises will be fulfilled in His time. But, verse 10, the day of the Lord will come. I wish, I wish we didn't have to say that. But there finally comes a day when the promises, the final promises. What did uh, Peter say earlier in this chapter? Verse 7, by the word of God, the present heavens and earth are being reserved for fire. When you go out and look at this wonderful, beautiful scenery we've got all around us, all the greenery, all the lushness of it all, just remember one day it will all burn. The elements themselves, all that we see, the fire will come and absolutely destroy it all. The day of judgment is coming, my friend. It is the promise of God's Word. As sure as God is patient, God promises, and what He promises, He 
delivers. Because of your stubbornness and unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself in the day of wrath and the revelation of the righteous judgment of God. That's Romans 2.5. That's what's happening for many today who will not be saved. They're storing up, oh, not, not the stuff they think they're going to, they're storing up wrath against themselves. For one day God judges as well as one day God is patient. So we remember today, one day is as a thousand years with the Lord and a thousand years as one day. That's verse 8 of 2 Peter 3, 8. Now, what do we need to remember today as we go? Let me go through these quickly and we'll be done. Number one, and I hope you'll hear me on this. Don't, don't shut me down. Let me just finish real quickly. Number one, God is never in a hurry, but always on time. God is never in a hurry. But you know, we're like David. David did the same thing. If you read carefully the Psalms, you know how David prays sometimes? God, hurry up. Where are you at? Have you forgotten? What are you doing? It's okay to pray like that. A patient God understands when you're frustrated with Him. You can speak to Him that way. You can come to Him and say, I've prayed this, uh, this prayer a thousand times and you haven't answered it. Yes, and there's a reason. He's heard it, but you see, God is never in a hurry. One, let me read it again. One day to the Lord is as a thousand years, a thousand years is a day. We must understand that as we speak to our eternal God, we speak to Him and pray in time to a God above and beyond time, the creator of time. And the prayers that we pray never die. God is never in a hurry, but always on time. Secondly, God is great in goodness. And listen, He is great in mildness. God is a God of mildness. Some of us don't like mildness. We think that's like lukewarmness. No, it's not the same word. It's a temperate. It's a, it's a, it's a malleable. It's a flexible. It's a, it's a God who will hear our prayers when we repent and respond to us. Draw near to God. He will draw near to you. I am so grateful for the good mildness of God in my life. I am so grateful for it every day. And you should be too. God's patience offers opportunity to repent. God's patience glorifies His graciousness, glorifies His love, glorifies His compassion. God's patience is like a frame around all of these beautiful attributes of God. And His holy patience honors all that He is. God's patience is the silence of His justice and the whisper of His mercy. That's what patience is. The patience of God is whispering to you. Hey, my friend, will you do what you said? Will you fulfill your promise? Will you obey me? Will you carry out what I've called you to do? And finally, a patient God makes for a patient people. It's an old rabbi. It's an old rabbinic tale. These tales that are told by uh, rabbis, we, sometimes they're uh, somewhat made up. Sometimes they're true. Here's the rabbinic story. There was a rabbi who was walking down the street and he found an old man, a very old man who was living on the street. He invited the old man to come and stay with him. So the old man came to his home and they sat down for a meal and the rabbi began to ask him about his faith in God. And the old man said, oh, I don't believe in God. I'm an atheist. 
Well, immediately the rabbi became indignant and upset and so mad, he demanded that the man leave his house immediately. Put him out on the street. Slammed the door and came back and sat down and God said to him, Why did you put the man out on the street? And the rabbi said, because he doesn't believe in you, God. And God said to the rabbi, I've put up with that old man and his atheism for almost a hundred years. And you couldn't put up and be patient with him for one day, one night. Let's just pause for a minute and remember, if we're saved in this room, the fruit of the Spirit is this, love, joy, peace, wait a minute, patience, kindness, gentleness, tenderheartedness against against uh, against such things there is no law are you a patient person no in our family we're not patient okay well thank you for telling me but if you're saved you're patient i said if you're saved you're patient that's a part of the fruit of the spirit a patient god makes for a patient people that includes at the church house a patient God makes for a patient people. Patience. Learning how to be mild. Learning how to be malleable. So daily use. Consider today how patient God is. With you. When you drive off this lot today, remember this if you don't remember anything else. After all my talking and rambling. God has put up with you for another day. God is being patient with you. And so what will you do because of the great patience of God? Secondly, glorify God for His patience with sinners. Look, He's still waiting. The Savior is waiting. We used to sing that song, all that the Savior is waiting. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. Oh, sinner, come home. The tenderness, the mildness, the eternal patience of God with sinners like me. Patience. Ask God for patience with the people you pray for that they'll be made right with God. Ask God, ask God for His patience to give you the desire to see people saved. Not a demand for them to be saved, but so that we might live as the Lord. Be patient with them, not wishing that they perish, but that they come to eternal life. And finally, we ask God for patience with one another. But do not let this fact escape your notice, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like one day. The Lord is not slow about His promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance.